Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, John Brennan, owner of Focal Point Business and Executive Coaching. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Alay. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. Thank you. Hey, it's great chatting with you too. And by the way, fun fact, I was born in New Jersey. So I love it when I'm talking to someone else who, who lives in the area. Although I live in California now, I always have a warm spot for Jersey. Okay, thank you. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your practice. Well, I began my practice about two years ago after spending 38 years in financial services with major companies around the country. I ran national sales teams, but now I'm taking the knowledge I have from that and also applying the skills that I've learned in conjunction with Focal Point to bring a focus to small businesses and executives who want to improve the business. So my primary focus is on lawyers, doctors, dentists, expanding on the lawyer side in recent months. What are some of the reasons why lawyers, doctors, dentists, specific lawyers, of course, are stand to benefit more from business coaching than maybe other professions? That's a great question. And I'll tell you from my perspective is obviously lawyers, doctors, and dentists are highly skilled, highly knowledgeable people in their fields. And they come to the business with a real passion for what they're doing. But what I found over the first, in the first, I don't know, two years of speaking to lawyers is that many of them, admittedly, after the first two or three years in business, realize that they don't know much. They, they know a ton about the law, especially their specific specialization, but they don't know enough in their minds about how to run a business, how to manage a P&L, how to grow you know, leads and conversions and things like that. So I'm bringing another set of skills and knowledge to their already extensive knowledge on, in law to help them also grow the business over time or make the business what they, choose, they, they hope to make it. That's awesome, John. And I completely agree with you. Lawyers are incredibly smart, motivated, passionate people. I really feel like they've been done a tremendous, tremendous disservice. I think the same can be applied to medical professionals as well as accountants and other other professionals like that, where they're solving some of the most challenging problems that their clients will ever face in, in the client's lives. And they're adding a tremendous amount of value, whether it's a, a business entity with a lot of employees that are at stake or whether it's you know a, an individual or a family. And yet, they are oftentimes not paid at the end of the day very well for what they do. They're not able to take the time off that they want. They are super stressed out. They're always exhausted. And oftentimes, they're not happy even with the kind of practice that they're doing, even though they're dedicated to the practice of law. And that's just a real crime. And what's ironic about all of this is a lot of those problems go away when they run their law firm like a good business. And so that's why I love what you do and love what I do and helping attorneys lead the rich, fulfilling lives that they, quite frankly, deserve to have. One of the cool things about your background, John, is not only are you a certified business coach like I am, but you also do executive coaching. And so just share with us kind of the difference between the two in your mind. Well, again, when you're talking with a business owner uh, you know, to a law practice, obviously they're they're operating in a lot of different areas. Their specialization can be in multiple areas. Depends on, of course, how large the firm is and, and how many lawyers are there and what their specializations is. When I'm talking with an executive, I'm 
pretty much singularly focused on that person and what their goals are for their career. Now, I work with people who are still moving up in terms of their growth over, over time into larger and larger roles, more important roles with whatever company or corporation they're working for. And sometimes I'm talking to people who are in transition, people who have been in the business or have been executives for some time, and they're either looking to move into something completely new and take their skill set and transfer it into something completely new, or they're looking potentially at maybe the last two or three years and how they're going to exit gracefully from the roles they've had, either to bring in somebody else and help them get up to, to the level they need to be to take over, or at least leave on good terms with the company. They Many people, you know, after they spend 15, 10, 15 years with the company, have an allegiance to that company, and they feel strongly that they want to leave on the best of terms. So it's a skill set. And I'm sorry, I just want to interject one last thing. The other executives I'm working with are people who may have stepped out of the corporate world for whatever reason, and now two years or three years later, they're looking to come back in. And they need to be, they need to work on their, you know, their job um, skills, and they need to look, work on their their interview skills. So I also work with, uh, you know, senior level executives to get them back and ready for that interview process. Awesome. There's a lot of potential stories there, John, for you to tell us. Maybe share with us uh, a story that you are, you know, with a client you're currently working with or have worked with in the past. Who's an attorney? Um, would love to hear about the key problems you're helping them solve and, and how they met you. I'm working with an intellectual property attorney, very highly skilled, been in, you know, has been uh, practicing intellectual property for, I think, 15 plus years now. But about two, two and a half years ago, they elected to start their own practice. So they stepped out of that corporate IP role and now are working on an individual practice. Sometimes they're still working with similar clients as they did when they were working for a large company, but it's their own practice now. So they have, they've made that transition, but in more recently, again, they've recognized that they're really operating in a much less capacity than they anticipated when they first stepped into creating their own business. So what we're working on is expanding the solutions that they bring to their clientele where it's not just consulting and litigation, but it's also mediation. And also, they're also wanting to expand and grow in a speaker's role to, to present to large organizations and bring that knowledge they have to those, to those groups of other attorneys. So this has been a process that we started several months ago. Uh, we've laid out a plan. Our expectation is that we'll be working together for a minimum of a year. There are some basic things that we have to do, like creating a market dominating position for them where they're going to really bring the knowledge and skills and experience and what makes them unique, what they bring to their clients that no one else does that makes them not replaceable to the client. And that way we can also do things like look at their, 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 their cost strategy and how to manage those, you know, not the cost, but the the fee strategy and manage that over time. So it's about creating greater clients acquisition. It's about creating financial stability in their business. It's about creating a market marketing and branding strategy around the business and getting that clearly defined in their website, in their social media, et cetera. Awesome. Love that, John. And 
you know, you've been working with this attorney now for a little bit. And what are some of the like the aha moments that your client has had as a result of working with you? So one of the things we talked about again was um this market dominating position. And initially their feeling was though they had a website, they had got little or no value from that website. In a number of conversations, I tried to say, well, one of the things we'll do over time is we'll clearly define your value, your what you bring to to your clients. So it's very clear in the website. And then also we'll clearly define who you're looking for in terms of clients so that you're not spending time talking to people who aren't necessarily really a good fit for you or you're not a good for them. And therefore, one, you'll be more efficient. You'll be your performance in terms of helping those people will go up because you'll have more time. You won't be focused on things that you're not really truly wanting to do. There are times when clients come as referrals and it's sometimes difficult to say no when it's a referral from a good client. Uh, so they have to take on business sometimes that is not really in their best interest or for the practice. So what I'm trying to help them understand is the website will ultimately be a tool will help sort of winnow out the things that they're not really interested in doing and focus on the things that are most where, where they want to be, where they want to bring their skills and where they want to show value to their clients. Um, and what was their reactions? You know, what were some of the reactions when they had when they realized this? Well, initially, they were a little, I wouldn't say skeptical, but they were a little bit like their point of view was, I'm not getting any value out of my website today. And I said, okay, well, then that means that we need to do some work there because I truly believe that the website should be bringing 20 to 25% of your business in over time. But we have to get it to the point that it becomes a valuable source of truly your client base, the people who you truly want to work with. Um, and I, again, I don't want to use the word skeptical, but you know, it took a little time. And now I think they had that aha moment very recently, in fact, <laughs> after multiple combination conversations. And they said, nobody's ever explained it to me the way that you, you know, you've helped me understand this. And now I'm eager to get going on it. So that was a win for them and a win for me. That is awesome, John. Congratulations on that. And there's so much awesome stuff that's that I could pull from that, but a couple of things jumped out. One, they said no one's ever explained it to me that way before. And that to me is what sets a good coach apart from a seminar or a book or whatever else might be out there. You're going to YouTube reading a watching a video with a bunch of gobbledygook. A good coach can actually explain things to the client in a way that the client understands. And they can ask questions and they can get answers. And it's just a higher level of communication, which results in better actions, one thing. And the other thing is they say, we're ready to get going. Now they own the action. And as all of you know, they're listening. When someone owns an action, they're much more likely to do it than if they say, well, I'm putting that on you. Like, I want you to go ahead and implement my website. They're actually taking ownership of that. And that is huge. And that's another really big aspect of coaching, which is that the client will actually end up owning the action that they have to go and execute, which makes them much more likely to execute it. Right. You made me remember a very specific thing. When it's we as coaches are talking to them, they feel safe to ask questions they may not be willing to ask in a large in a symposium or something like that. They're able to have a very honest conversation. And they this person has asked me some 
very direct questions about, and by by their own admission, they said, you know, I just don't know enough about this. I really need your help in understanding it and also helping me make the right decisions here. So that trust, that that willingness to be open with me and, and I'm, being, I'm being open with them has fostered a very, very good and productive conversation. Love that. That trust factor is so important. And I'm glad to hear that that you're building that with this client, as I'm sure you've built it with many, many other clients as well. And uh, just some feedback for the attorney entrepreneurs who are listening. When you're working with law firm owners, you know, share with us maybe three pieces of advice that you would give to a law firm owner who's looking to grow their firm significantly in the next year or so. Well, the first, I think the most important thing, at least in my experience so far, is truly understanding the P&L. Now, they don't have to know to the point where they can do their own P&L, but they have to understand the heart of what is in that P&L so they can understand, especially their cash flow. I think when my experience is when an attorney is first starting out, again, without much knowledge through their education about accounting or any of that, they really need to be honest and ask those hard questions or get the advice that they need. And one of the things on helping, you know, this attorney we've been speaking about is being able to look at a PL and make sense of it. Again, their expectation is that they're going to be able to do it, but they want to know what the important pieces of it is so they can look at that on a monthly basis and understand their cash flow. That's probably the, one of the most important things. The second thing is I think time management is, is important. You're going to be juggling a lot of different types of things initially. And depending on whether you have any administrative help, you may get into administration of, of certain things. And that can be, a, you know, that can be a time uh, waste sometimes. Um, I highly recommend to the business owners and attorneys that I've spoken to, you know, the offset of hiring somebody to do the administrative work is so great that you'll get three or four times the return of the cost of hiring an administrator to do that work, to keep you focused on your building your practice, building and doing the work that you need to do to really satisfy the client, give them a high level of satisfaction. And then finally, I think, you know, obviously in the early stage of any business, attorneys, et cetera, you know, client acquisition is huge because that's the lifeblood of, you know, what's going to happen. And I highly recommend to all the business owners that there's at least three or four different channels that they're working to bring those clients in. They can belong to a group like DNI, which is a great source for many attorneys for new referrals. They can also join other professional groups or they can join a mastermind group. But uh, the importance of increasing their visibility in the marketplace is, is can't be understated. Um, and once they start to get referrals from other clients, that's another source that becomes extremely important to them. Um, or sport, you know, another. You know, another factor I think is depending on the type of law you're practicing, there are other firms out there that may or may not have your expertise. So making yourself available to another firm that's tangential to your business, uh, that needs the support of somebody like you in a particular case, those are important things to consider. Those alliances become very important too. John, that's awesome. Very comprehensive. You touched on several different elements there. You gave us four things to think about, which is great. And they were all in different aspects of the business. So you know, attorney entrepreneurs, if you're kind of overwhelmed on where to start, these are four great areas for you to focus in on. And if you don't really understand your financials, that's a great place to start. Financials really, 
this is kind of funny, but they actually do tell a story. They tell a story about your firm and how it's performing. And like John said, you don't need to be able to know the in and outs of a PL like your accountant, but you should be able to read the story that it's trying to tell you. So financials are so important. Time management, you've listened to the show before, you know I am a huge proponent of managing your time and prioritizing your time. I believe that time is our most precious asset. Can't get more of it. Uh, can't save it up. And once it's gone, it's gone. But the great equalizer is we all have the same amount of time. We all have 24 hours in a day. The difference is how we use it. And one of the formulas I've talked about here on the podcast is the 2010-5 rule, which is thinking about how you spend your time in a given week. It's 20 hours of client work, 10 hours of marketing and business development, five hours of law firm admin. And we use that as a diagnostic with our clients to figure out you know, what needs to change in their practice. So there's lots of different ways we use that. That model works really well for transaction attorneys. If you're a litigator, take those numbers, multiply it by four, and instead of applying it to a week, apply it to a month, and you've got your numbers there. Um, so time management is really awesome. And John, to your point about marketing, yeah, there's lots of different things you can do in marketing, and, and client acquisition is the lifeblood of the business. If you are unsure if you can hire an admin, like John was saying, um, because maybe you feel like you can't afford them, okay. Just understand that the sooner you hire the admin, the faster your firm's going to grow. Um, so if you're not willing to make that change yet, then here's what I would encourage you to do. You know, focus on client acquisition. Get yourself so busy that you're not going to have any choice but to go out and hire that admin. Again, that's a more painful road to go, but everyone's in a different financial situation. And when your plate is absolutely full and you have a ton of work coming in, now you don't have a choice. Now you've got to go hire somebody. Um, so John, those are great tips. Thank you very much. And what are some of the things you're excited about with your firm over the next year or so? I'm excited because I'm going to uh, bring two new solutions to the market next year for, for my uh, coaching uh, clients and prospects. One is I'm going to institute a um, a 90 day uh, business planning uh, effort, and that will mean that I'll meet with uh, clients in a group uh, for one day, and we'll map out the next 90 days for each of their businesses so that they have a, a living document, and then they can go start working on that. There'll be touch base, you know, we'll touch base from every couple of weeks just to make sure they're on target. But rather than them having to confirm they're available every week, I think this is another opportunity for those businesses who can't make that commitment to get, get a plan working. And then the second thing that I'm working with another coach is a destination uh, seminar or, or um, series of meeting uh, coaching events that will happen in places like the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Uh, in California, down in the Southern California area, depending on the weather and depending on the timing, the idea is to bring professionals. It could be one just focused on lawyers, one just focused on doctors, and to move them on a quarterly basis together. And we're putting together the curriculum, and ultimately we look, excuse me, look to launch in January, late January. Wow, that's awesome, John. Congrats on that. That sounds super exciting. When you get your date for California, let me know. I'd love to come down and grab dinner or something with you. It'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And John, if people want to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, um, my uh, email address is jbrennan at 
focalpointcoaching.com. And uh, you can also visit my w- website, which is John Brennan. Um, dot focalpointcoaching.com. Awesome. John, thank you so much for joining us on the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast today. Great information, lots of tips, and uh, congratulations again um, on the awesome stuff that you have planned for next year. Well, thank you, Elaine. Thank you again for this opportunity. It's been fantastic. Thank you. My pleasure. Everyone, that is John Brennan with Focal Point Business and Executive Coaching. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.